505, and we've done it. We've made it all the way to Friday. Welcome aboard, Dave Schumacher. Here's X on the other end, punching the buttons. It is the 23rd of February. Hope you had an opportunity to get outside and spend a little. This weather's just, Zach, you, you just got to, this time of year, you just got to get out and and take it in. Now, yesterday afternoon, when the sun kind of got behind the clouds, it got a little chillier than it, yeah. than it was early in the day, but... It was another for the middle or end. I should say the almost the end of February. We'll take it. There's more warm air on the way uh, for next week. We'll take a look at that forecast coming up in just a little bit. We'll take a look what's going on in the overnight trade. The numbers are out on the corn balance sheet, bean balance sheet. What are the USDA see coming in on the prices for the next year? We'll take a look at those reports as well. So we've got a lot to do. We might as well get started. We head to the newsroom. What do you got, Zach? 44 degrees outside right now at 5.06. Weather and sports are coming up. A murder suspect is dead after an hours-long standoff with police at a West Alton gas station. Police say this all unfolded around 3.15 yesterday morning when police responded to a call of shots fired in a truck lot in Forstell. They did not find anything but received a call at 4.40 a.m., from 28-year-old Clyde Young of Godfrey, who told him he killed his girlfriend. He said her body was in his truck in Forstell truck lot. Police found the victim's body. She's been identified as 41-year-old Amy Lynn Dela Cruz. Young told police he wanted to turn himself in and agreed to meet at Phillips 66 in West Alton. Police say upon arriving at the Phillips 66, Young became uncooperative with investigators he had a weapon in the vehicle and a standoff developed. During the negotiation, Young re-entered his vehicle and began retrieving a firearm. Multiple shots were fired to include from Young and one round from an officer at the scene. After a preliminary investigation, it is believed that Young died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. St. Louis man who ran a red light before causing a 2023 crash that killed four people and injured four others is facing 10 years behind bars. That sentence was handed down yesterday to 35-year-old Cedric Dixon after agreeing to a plea deal. Police said Dixon was headed southbound in February of 2023 when he veered into northbound lanes to get around stop traffic. He ran a red light, then smashed into an SUV. The impact caused the SUV to topple over the guardrail onto the road below. Dixon's driver's license was revoked at the time, he fled and then turned himself in days later. Republican lawmakers have voted to make it more difficult to amend the state's constitution. GOP senators on Thursday voted to raise the threshold for voters to approve constitutional amendments. The measure now moves to the Republican-led House. If approved by lawmakers, the proposal would go before voters this fall. Currently, constitutional amendments are enacted if approved by a majority of votes. The measure would also require approval by majority of votes in five of the state's eight congressional districts. Republicans have been fighting to make it harder to amend the Constitution for years, but there's increased pressure in the face of a campaign to enshrine abortion rights in the Constitution this year. Drivers in Missouri and Illinois will be able to fuel up with a higher blend of ethanol throughout the year under a rule finalized by the Environmental Protection Agency. Details from KTRS's Steve Potter. The end of a summertime ban on sales of gasoline blended with 15% ethanol has been sought for years by the biofuels industry and farming groups with the support of Midwest governors. It reflects the importance of ethanol to agriculture. 
The fuel additive consumes roughly 40% of the nation's corn crop. Higher sales of ethanol could mean greater profits for corn farmers. The new rule was announced Thursday and takes effect in April of 2025. The new rule ends the ban not only in Missouri and Illinois, but also Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska, Ohio, South Dakota, and Wisconsin. Steve Potter, KTRS News. Time now is almost 510, taking a look at the KTRS forecast today. Sunny and 60, clear tonight with a low of 33. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 48. And warming back up on Sunday with a high of 70. It's currently 44 degrees outside at the Big 550 KTRS. Switching over to the sports, Farmer Dave, I don't know if you saw this last night, but the Blues scored a franchise record three goals in 32 seconds in a 4-0 shutout over the Islanders. Pavel Buchnevich got a hat trick. Jordan Bennington made 38 saves in the shutout. St. Louis City SC opens their MLS schedule Saturday night as they host Real Salt Lake. City is already coming off of a 2-1 win in the opener of the Champions Cup. Mizzou basketball travels to Arkansas on Saturday morning looking to snap a 13-game conference skid. Pre-game coverage starts at 10.30 a.m. tomorrow right here on the Big 550. Cardinals open up the Grapefruit League play with split squad games against the Marlins and the Mets tomorrow. The Birds then take on the Houston Astros Sunday afternoon. Number 12, Illinois looks to bounce back from their loss at Penn State as they host Iowa tomorrow. Meanwhile, SLU is home tomorrow, hosting George Washington. That'll do it from the Sports Desk. We'll be right back with Farmer Dave. It's another day to be thankful to be in America as the Big 550 KTRS begins another broadcast day. On this Friday morning, Jack, I know you only got a certain amount of time for sports. And yeah, I wanted, you, I wanted you to take this next story. Well, yeah. there's a couple things. Gen- going I was being on. generous, yeah. Well, I know. You knew I'd cover it. Uh, a couple things going on sporting uh, in the sporting world. Uh, one is a congratulations to the O'Fallon, Illinois Panther hockey team. Uh-huh. They advanced to the championship to play Edwardsville next week All for the ti- for the title. Uh, last night, they played the uh, Belleville team. So the Belleville team consists of three high schools, uh, Belleville East, West, and Altoff, have players on the Belleville team because none of the schools have a full team. 
So they went together and put together a great team of the best kids in in, in all three schools. Mm-hmm. And then O'Fallon has enough kids, and uh, so they have their own hockey team. Well, all these kids have played, you know, it's kind of like any sport, I guess, in high school. Most of the kids have all played together mm-hmm. coming up through the ranks because through, you know, the ice hawk hockey and all the different little hockey leagues. All the and club all that. stuff. Yeah. yeah, all those club hockey. These mm-hmm. kids have all played together since they could skate and and walk. I mean, some of them have been playing together since they were five and six. Well, when you get to the high school level, you start to split off into your own little teams. Well, now they're all playing against each other, which is kind of fun, I guess. I used to like doing that in high school. Oh, yeah. When you're, playing, you're finally playing against your buddies rather than, yeah. With, with your buddies playing against them? Yeah, it's kind of fun to play against them. Yeah, a little but, rivalry thing, yeah. rivalry thing going on in there where you you know you got to beat your buddy. It, that's mm-hmm. just the way it is. Uh, so the O'Fallon Panthers won last night. They defeated Belleville seven to three. They played the best out of three. Uh, and last night it was one. They were one and one going into last night's game. And uh, my uh, son-in-law uh, Gus, who's involved with it, and little Gus quite naturally is on the O'Fallon team. He said it's always bittersweet to beat the team full of friends, but somebody had to win, and he and he and he was glad it was us. I was going to say it's fun until you lose, then you don't like doing oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah, then it's not. Then your friends aren't yeah. so much your friend mm-hmm. anymore. But uh, it's always fun to be on the winning side. Uh, a little update on Jackie Crawford, the calf roper from here in the area. Uh, she got eliminated last night in San Antonio, and we what was that last week? We talked about how fast these girls are mm-hmm. roping these calves. So last night. Jackie Crawford ropes a calf in 2.3 seconds and doesn't get to go to the show. Yeah. The girl that won it in the in the, in the um, uh, semifinals last night, 1.5 seconds. Yeah. It takes me longer just to get the click the mouse to go to a commercial yeah. break, and she's roping a calf in one. Roping a calf in 1.5 seconds. Set the arena record all-time fastest time in – uh, at the San Antonio Rodeo. I don't know that I've ever seen a 1.5. I would said, think that would set the record in a lot of arenas. Um, so uh, Jackie Crawford uh, got eliminated. She moves on to the next one. I think they go maybe to Houston or San Angelo next. They're in the Texas Swing. This time of year, there's a big what they call the Texas Swing, which is uh, six rodeos, I believe, across the six big rodeos. Uh, across the state of Texas this time of year. So she'll get them on the next round. But, Jeff, man, these kids, I mean, some of these kids can't even hardly drive, and they're out there winning (laughs) big money and doing it in less than two seconds. And, yeah, if you roped one in two seconds, you didn't even get to go to the big show. So it's a a wild and crazy sport, and, boy, there's a lot of money being made at it. Uh, let's run over to the markets yesterday. Yeah, the front month corn market dropped another four to five cents yesterday. March contract was a penny off the low, but looks like it had about an eleven cent trading range on the day. The March December spread widened to forty seven cents at the close. Ethanol data came out. Output increased one thousand barrels per day to one point zero eight million barrels per day through the week that ended the sixteenth. Ethanol stocks were three hundred eight thousand barrels less, down to twenty five. 0.5 million barrels. USDA announced a private export sale of 126,000 metric ton of old crop sorghum to China. Pre-report survey shows analysts are looking for the FAS data to show between 700 and 1.5 million metric tons shipped 
New crop bookings are expected to be below 50,000 metric ton. Brazil, corn shipments totaled 716,000 uh, compared to 1.9 million metric ton last year. They're about half of what they shipped out last year. March corn closed at 406, down 5. May, down 5 at 418. Over on the overnight, were we able to hold on to the $4 mark? And just barely. We're up 2.5 in the March contract. 408 was down to 405 at one point. May trading at 421. That's up two and three quarters. September at 442, up two and a half. And December corn at 456, up three cents a bushel. So we're getting a little bit of it back in the overnight trade. As these traders go into the end of the week, hopefully we can hold on to those numbers. Over on the soybeans, another crash and burn, 10 to 13 cents lower, leaving the march just a penny off the low for the close. March is still above the 11.45 low from last May. Soy meal futures were 1.5 to 2% in value weaker across the front months. Soy oil futures, 51 to 62 points lower, uh, leading the nearby contracts to a new life of contract lows. Brazil reported 7.3 million metric ton of soybeans were exported for February. That was 250,000 metric ton under February of 23. Uh, the Rosario Grain Exchange lowered their Argentine production forecast, 2.5 million metric ton. They're now down to 49.5. That puts them below the February USDA forecast of 50 million metric ton. March beans closed at 11.47, down 13. May at 11.52, down 12 cents a bushel. Over on the overnight, they're being generous. They're giving two of it back. March is at 11.50. That's uh, up two and a quarter. May is at 11.54, up two as well. November at 11.40. That's up five and three quarters. Was down to 11.37 at one point. January at 11.50. That's up a nickel. Overall in the wheat trade, well, it was relatively quiet yesterday. We were one to two cents lower with the July contract closing at 5.80. Over on the overnight, we're eight higher in the March contract at 5.91. July new crop at 586. That's up six and three quarters in December wheat at 605. Up five and a half. It was down to six dollars even at one point. Has now climbed back up out of the hole. Coming up on 520 on this Friday morning, 23rd of February. We'll take a quick break. Take a look at the livestock trade as well as that forecast for the weekend right after this. Join your St. Louis Symphony Orchestra and the In Unison Chorus for a -a one-of-a-kind celebration of Black History Month. Featuring Grammy and NAACP Image Award-winning vocalist B.B. Winans. Don't miss this joyful celebration of unity, freedom, and black musical expression. February 23rd at Stiefel Theater. Tickets at slso.org. Hi, I'm Mark Cantor with Cantor Injury Law. I have lived and worked here in Missouri my entire life. My beautiful wife, Amy Cantor, and I have been married for 30 years, and we raised our three awesome children right here. I am an avid hunter and fisherman. I'm for Missouri and America, and I'm a lawyer. As I said, my law firm is Cantor Injury Law. We have the only injury law firm retreat center in America right here in Warrenton, Missouri, called Canterland. We love our dogs, guns, ATVs, horses, chickens, goats, and the countryside. At Cantor Injury Law, we want to help you win. If you have a serious injury caused by the negligence of another on the roadways or at work, we will fight hard to maximize your financial recovery. So don't take a little dough. Get the big bucks. Get Cantor Injury Law. CantorInjuryLaw.com 314-628-9999 
The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisement. Hello, is this the talkback show? No, you've got the yard sale. Well, this is a Vol Sanford call. Am I on there? You sure are, Mr. Sanford. Good. I want to make a comment about that guy that called about the factory. Right. Selling real estate is a no-no on the show. I would do all that I could to encourage more trade in the area. That's exactly what the yarders do. Trade, buy, and sell. That's all I want to say. Thank you very much. Ouch, he didn't play very nice in the sandbox. The Yard Sale, brought to you by Walter Noel Florist. Saturday morning, 7 to 9. What's the number of that station? The Big 550 KTRS. Your early morning wake-up call continues. Here's Farmer Dave Schumacher on the Big 550 KTRS. Uh, 522, uh, pretty much on the mark on this Friday morning. 44 degrees as you head out the door. We'll have that forecast. Let's run over to the livestock trade, cattle trade. Uh, they were 47 cents to 115 lower at the bell. Uh, feeders finished in the black on Thursday after March printed a 303 trading range from as much as up to 93. Uh, boy, the trade's really quiet there. They're limited trades uh, through Thursday with a few at the 180. Um, the board is for February is 183.50. These guys are sitting on some cattle trying to get this market back into that 182.183 bracket. We'll wait and see if they get anything traded today. Um, looks like the analysts are looking for the uh, cattle on feed report to show February's count about one tenth of a percent above February 23. Um, that's uh, placements are expected to be down by 11.5% from last year. January marketings are expected to be uh, about uh, two tenths of a percent uh, lower year over year. USDA's box beef prices were stronger Thursday afternoon, 199 stronger on the choice, 135 higher in the selects. USDA's cattle numbers for the week are 472,000. That compares to 486,000 last week and that is 1.5% thousand head below the same week last year numbers are tightened up these guys are sitting on these cattle waiting for this market to make a turnaround february closed at 183.50 down 47 april at 186.55 down 115 and the june's closed at 182.70 down 60 points march feeder cattle closed at 252.05 that's up 70 and the april feeder cattle at 256.70 that's up 77 points in the pork complex as we wrap up the week there looking for some momentum there as well we were 62 to 122 higher at the end of the day the april was up by 197 for the week after the strongest prices since march usda's national pork cutout uh increased one a dollar 72 in the afternoon report to 91.89 numbers for the week so far 1.96 million head uh, that compares to 1.95 last week and uh, about 1.72 uh, during the same week last year. April hogs closed at 87.20, up 122. May's closed at 90.32, up 97. And the April cutouts closed at 93.25, up 125. Uh, Zach, before we go to the weather, I was looking at the mm-hmm. uh, river report. Okay. We hadn't talked about the Mississippi River. Uh, lately, it looks like we are at a positive 0.5, or not 0.5, but a 5.1. So we are, uh, let's see, we were up to 6.6 uh, on the plus side just a couple of days ago. Now it's talk, they're talking about it slowly dropping, but some of that has to do whether we get any more uh, rain or not. But I guess that if there's any runoff, 
there can't be any snow left in it anywhere up north, can there? I, you I, mean, I don't know. I, yeah, I, don't know. I wouldn't think there'd be any, if there could even be any more snow runoff. Uh, the way this weather's been, I, I would think it would have to be. Let's look right here before we do the weather. We got just a second. I was going to look and see what the temperatures are. Um, let's see here if it wants to talk to me or not. Uh, let's see. Oh, well, it doesn't want to give me. I was looking for like up in Sioux Falls or yeah. Sioux City. Um, yeah, I'm not getting any. Why don't you go ahead and do the weather and maybe this thing will update. Uh, what do you got? It is 44 degrees outside right now. Sunny today, high of 60 degrees, partly cloudy overnight tonight with a low of 33. Cooling off a bit tomorrow with a high of just 48 degrees. It will be sunny, but again, cooler tomorrow with a low of 38 degrees on Saturday night. For Sunday, we begin the warm-up 70 degrees, the high with a low of 45 on Sunday night. Then looking ahead into next week, 74 and sunny on Monday. Clouds roll in Monday night with a low of just 59 degrees on Tuesday, high of 78. It will be windy and it will be partly sunny again, 78 degrees. The high could see 80 in some areas. Looks like on Monday night, mostly cloudy with a low of 60. And on Tuesday, partly sunny, uh, excuse me, on Wednesday, partly sunny. Could see some rain on Wednesday as well with a high of 55 degrees, cooling off on Wednesday night with a low of 29 degrees. And on Thursday, could see uh, spot showers in the morning, sunny by Thursday afternoon with a high of 51. So if I'm looking at the forecast on Tuesday, chance of hitting 80 degrees in some areas and by Wednesday night could <laughs> could be back down into the 20s for a low. That's the latest from the Weather Desk. I'm Zach Binding with the Big 550 KTRS. Well, you were doing good till you got to that 20. Yeah. Um, I was just, okay, so Sioux City, Iowa, uh, what is it? It's 35 up there this morning. They're going to have a high of 50. Uh, they got uh, 50 today, 59 tomorrow, 58 on Saturday. Monday, 70 degrees in Iowa on the 26th of February. Now, it don't get 70 degrees in Iowa. These guys are going to be planting corn. <laughs> They'll be, they they got to hit another cold snap, though, right? Well, their low is Tuesday. Now, so you're 70 on Monday. Mm-hmm. Tuesday night, 19. Wednesday, 14. Thursday, 16. Now, it's hard to plan your program around, mm-hmm. those, yeah. <laughs> around those kind of temperatures. I don't know. I just don't know. Forty. I'm showing 42 degrees here now in rural Belleville. Winds are coming in out of the northwest at 10. Uh, humidity's down to 55. Visibility's holding at 10 miles. Sun up at 640 and sundown at 546. We'll take a break for the news. We'll be right back. If you're farming and not using farm credit, you're leaving money on the table. They have so many programs that are tailored to farmers and add up to just a great experience. My name is Nicole Lanham. We grain farm. Mostly corn and soybeans. My husband, Matt, and I have been farm credit members for 10 years. We transitioned from a traditional bank. The application process was streamlined and farm credit was able to consolidate them into fewer loans with a lower interest rate, so it was a no-brainer. I'm a big fan of the free rate conversion. There's no fees. There's no new appraisals. You just sign a piece of paper and they tell you what your new lower payment is and something that really sets farm credit apart from other lenders. With Patronage, they show you how much it effectively lowers your interest rate every year, and it's usually around 1%. So even if your loan is technically the same as a bank, you're really getting more value at farm credit. 
No better place and no better time to start saving than Neighbors Credit Union. You'll find great rates and flexible terms at Neighbors. You'll also find terrific CD specials. Best of all, your savings are safe, secure, and insured at Neighbors Credit Union, up to $500,000 per individual member. It's super easy to open up an account at Neighbors Credit Union. Stop by one of their eight area branches or visit the website, NeighborsCU.org. That's NeighborsCU.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Additional insurance by ESI. Do so you say you crave choices? Have you seen the Cafe Appliance line? Commercial style ranges, unique food storage options, plus quiet, convenient cleanup. With an abundance of features, plus finishes like white or black matte and stainless steel. And now you can get six different beautiful hardware. Just as your style evolves, your rooms do too. From changing out throw pillows to adding new art, your home is your canvas. Satisfy your appliance cravings with the cafe line at any of the appliance discounted showrooms. Where, as always... Our, Our savings, savings are your savings. savings. Discover wants everyone to feel special with 24-7 customer service, as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitation supply. News, weather, traffic, sports, and live local talk. This is the Big 550 KTRS St. Louis. Streaming live at KTRS.com. Depend on it. ABC News. I'm Sherry Preston. The White House is set to announce what it says will be tough new sanctions against Russia two years after the invasion of Ukraine and a week after the death of top Putin critic Alexei Navalny. Former President Trump's legal team filing a last minute appeal with a Florida judge trying to get the classified documents case against him thrown out. For the first time in half a century, the U.S. is back on the moon. The mission has not been without some complications. A problem with a laser navigation system necessitated an extra lap around the moon before the intuitive machine's lander touched down. Finally, Mission Director Tim Crane confirmed. Our equipment is on the surface of the moon and we are transmitting. The first images from the surface should make it back to Earth. Earth later today. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Classes at the University of Georgia are canceled today after a nursing student was found dead on campus. She went missing after a morning jog. Her body was found near an athletic field. No one right now is in custody. This is ABC News. Forty-three degrees outside at five thirty-one. I'm Zach Binding, KTRS News. Republican lawmakers have voted to make it. More difficult to amend the state's constitution. GOP senators on Thursday voted to raise the threshold for voters to approve constitutional amendments. The measure now moves on to the House. If approved by lawmakers, the proposal would go before voters this fall. Currently, constitutional amendments are enacted if approved by a majority of votes. The measure would also require approval by majority of votes in five of the state's eight congressional districts. Republicans have been fighting to make it harder to amend the Constitution for years, there's increased pressure in the face of a campaign to enshrine abortion rights in the Constitution this year. A three-minute video showing the development in the womb during pregnancy has become a new front in state-level abortion politics. Bills have been proposed in Iowa, Kentucky, Missouri, and West Virginia to require public school students to watch a video called Baby Olivia, which was created by an organization that opposes abortion. The legislation mirrors a law passed in North Dakota last year. The organization Live Action and supporters of the legislation say it would teach kids where they came from and encourage an appreciation for human life. Some educators say the video is deceptive and problematic for young audiences. 
Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey directed a letter to Wentzville School District ordering them to cease and desist any and all attempts to intimidate, investigate, or discipline duly elected school board members for serving as whistleblowers to unlawful conduct. Back in September, Bailey filed a lawsuit against Wentzville School District's Board of Education for allegedly concealing a transgender student bathroom usage policy from parents. This was followed by two other members of the school board emerging as whistleblowers. Bailey's letter reads in part, quote, Yet even as this lawsuit is pending before a Missouri state court, I have received credible information that the Wentzville School Board and its administration are presently taking intimidating and retaliatory action against three whistleblowing board members, the very same citizens who were brave enough to report the initial violations of the open meeting laws that led to my first lawsuit, end quote. Meanwhile, a spokesperson for the district denied any allegations. The United Way of Greater St. Louis has a new partnership with baseball legend Adam Wainwright. More from Steve Potter. Wainwright had an 18-year career with the St. Louis Cardinals and founded Big League Impact, an organization that creates volunteer opportunities for major league players in every market to raise money for causes that they care about. With this new partnership, his nonprofit and the United Way will be helping people in need in the St. Louis region with basic needs, such as food, health care, and education. Wainwright says the goal is to simply help people. Well, I think you have two organizations who are trying to do great things, right? You're trying to help people. Inspiring the, the, our fellow Major League players is uh, right at the top of our priority list. Local United Way President Michelle Tucker says the new partnership with Big League Impact is a home run that will help people in the United Way of Greater St. Louis's 16-county region in Missouri and Illinois. Steve Potter, KTRS News. It's 43 degrees outside at 535. I'm Zach Binding, KTRS News. St. Dominic High School is located in O'Fallon, Missouri, and provides an exceptional opportunity for students to grow in their education, faith, athletics, the arts, and grow socially. The most important thing at St. Dominic High School is that every student belongs, whether it is through the very successful athletic programs, the four theater productions a year, concerts, clubs and activities, or the house system. Every student has a place to call home at St. Dominic. St. Dominic is a college preparatory high school that believes in educating the whole child and educating with a higher purpose. 5.35 on this Friday morning, we've been talking about this weather being crazy. Yeah, in the morning you get up, the furnace is running, and by the end of the day it's kicked over to the air conditioner, putting some stress on your equipment. Yeah, it's not working. Who are you going to call? Viviano Heating and Air. If you're on the Illinois side of the river, Viviano Heating and Air is the place to call. They can fix what you've got, get you up and running, They can put in a whole new system. They're train experts. Yeah, you know the saying, it's hard to stop a train. They work on all makes and models, but their guys can put in a whole new system as well if you need it. Why don't you talk to Vivianos about the efficiency of the the new machines, the the new furnace and air units are so much more energy efficient than what you've been running, that 15, 20, 25-year-old system. It probably needs updating. Why don't you do it today where we're kind of in between the extreme cold and the extreme heat? be a great time to update that system. You can start out by going to VivianoAir.com. That's the best place to start. That's the website, VivianoAir.com. Don Viviano and his team have been in business over 30 years and they know what they're doing. Tell, people tell me all the time, hey, I called that Viviano guy. They came out and did a great job, and we really appreciate what they did for us. So there you go. 
It's, you know, the testimonial by the customer. That's the best way to find out what's going on out there. Viviano Heating and Air is the place to call. VivianoAir.com. You're selling your home, and I want to buy it. This is Mike Robinson with Robank Properties, and I am ready to pay top dollar for your home. No contingencies, no inspections, no monkey business. I buy your home no matter the condition or location, and you walk away with cash. Call me, Mike Robinson, at 314-283-0867, 314-283-0867, or at robangproperties.com. That's R-O-B-A-N-G, properties.com. Your early morning wake-up call continues. Here's Farmer Dave Schumacher on the Big 550 KTRS. 537, 43 degrees here in rural Belleville. Zach, what do we got for the weekend? It's 44 here in Maryland Heights. It's going to be sunny today, 61 degrees. The high today, partly cloudy overnight tonight with a low of 33 degrees. Cooler tomorrow. It will be sunny, but a high of just in the upper 40s. Right now they're calling for 49 degrees. Clear on Saturday night with a low of 38. Warming up for the rest of the week. Sunday, it's going to be sunny with a high of 70 degrees. On Monday, sunny with a high of 74 and warming up to 78 and partly sunny on Tuesday. That's the latest from the Weather Desk. I'm Zach Binding with the Big 550 KTRS. Sun up at 640, sundown at 546. What do we got about another week before we roll the clocks? Isn't it, didn't we, isn't it, like it the first is week of March, March 10th. March 10th. I think okay, the, Mar- the weeks, in, we? well, in the March March 9th is Saturday, and I guess, you know, at 2 o'clock on the 10th. Uh-huh. So that, yeah. that, you when you go to bed the 9th, hour. yeah, wake up the 10th, it'll be that hour change. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, 55% humidity out there, and as we said, sun up at 640 and sundown at 546. Zach, uh, pull up that. Do you have that news cut there uh, about the... Uh, E15 that uh, Steve Potter did. Have you got I that do. Ending? You want me to read the, just that, yeah. that story again? Yeah, yeah. just do that story again. Yeah, so it says drivers in Missouri and Illinois will be able to fuel up with a higher blend of ethanol throughout the year under a rule finalized by the Environmental Protection Agency and details from Steve Potter. The end of a summertime ban on sales of gasoline blended with 15% ethanol has been sought for years by the biofuels industry and farming groups with the support of Midwest governors. It reflects the importance of ethanol to agriculture. The fuel additive consumes roughly 40% of the nation's corn crop. Higher sales of ethanol could mean greater profits for corn farmers. The new rule was announced Thursday and takes effect in April of 2025. The new rule ends the ban not only in Missouri and Illinois, but also Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska, Ohio, South Dakota, and Wisconsin. Steve Potter, KTRS News. All right, so, Zach, the interesting thing is there, and the kicker is 2025. Now, this thing is uh, um, the EPA missed its statutory deadline to finalize the governor's petition by more than 500 days. Mm. More than 500 days? 500 days. Yeah, it took them 500 days to finalize this thing. And now it claims, yeah, they claim there isn't enough time to implement the rule in time for the summer of 24. Yeah. Mm. All you got to do is, I, I don't understand what the, they got to blend it. The the, the the refineries have to blend uh, the E10. So to turn the knob up to an E15, it takes till next summer, a year out, in order to get, um, I, 
I don't know. It, it makes no sense. They did finalize it, uh, as uh, Steve said, but it also delays the rules implementation until 2025. Yeah. Now, why? First of all, it took them 50, 500 days. They missed the deadline uh, by more than 500 days. That's close. You know, that's close. We'll take it. In the ballpark. Uh, that's close. Yeah. Now, how and why it would be that hard to implement it for this summer? It makes it just doesn't make sense. It's red tape. It's just, it's just. I don't know. It just seems to be the American way. Uh, all you got to do is turn the knob. When they're filling that tanker and blending, they're putting 10% ethanol in there. You just got to put 15% in there. I don't understand why it has to take another year to implement it. I Just some little things make me crazy. I don't know. Uh, another report out. Yeah, believe it or not, food continues to get more expensive. Is that any kind of a headline to you, Zach? Nope. Um it, it, eating continues to cost Americans more money. Um, that's even as uh, overall inflation has backed off a little bit from the high pace of 22 and 23. Restaurant prices are up 5.1% last month compared to January of 23. U.S. Labor Department shows that grocery store costs increased 1.2% during the same period. And they say relief isn't on the immediate horizon as restaurant and food company executives continue wrestling with higher labor costs and more expensive ingredients like cocoa. All right. We, the audience, you know, we, the, the, we have this massive uh, studio audience here. Mm-hmm. All right. Out of all, all you folks, show of hands, how many of you think your food cost will ever go down in the future? Anybody? Anybody? No. Um, I don't know. Zach, can can anyone even comprehend that cost of food is going to go down? I I, I just don't. I don't think once, so. And doesn't doesn't seem to be that there, way. It's there, yeah. Once it's there, it's there. I mean, the restaurants, their labor cost isn't going to go down. Their food cost isn't going to go down. And believe it or not, it's not at the farm gate. Now I I know that we 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 talk that all the time. The farmers aren't getting any more for theirs, and it's costing more. At the at the restaurant and at the uh, uh, grocery stores, uh, Steve Kahilane of uh, Kelanova Snack Giant Kelanova says they tend to be sticky on prices. In 1991, government data showed consumers had spent over 11 percent of their disposable personal income on food. At the time, households were still dealing with the steep food price increases following an inflationary period during the 70s. 30 years later, food spending is there again. It's back to that 11% disposable income. Now, if you think about that and you hear the numbers out of some of these other countries, 11% disposable income for your food? Sounds like a bargain to me. I I don't know. Uh, you hear these other countries where it's 20 and 30 and 40% of their income for food costs. I think our food cost here in the United States pretty reasonable and yeah there always seems to be plenty of it the grocery stores don't seem to be running out so it's available it's just going to cost you a little more 544 we'll take another break we'll be right back hi i'm mark Cantor with Cantor injury law i'm a personal injury lawyer that loves to hunt and is from right here that's unique to missouri and i'm rated by my peers as av preeminent 
That's hard to earn. Eminent is Martindale Hubble's highest possible rating in both legal ability and ethical standards. I've also earned the title of Super Lawyer. I'm the editor's choice in the Missouri Lawyers Weekly for the Personal Injury Power List. I've educated lawyers and judges about Missouri's law and taught law here as an adjunct professor. So if you or a loved one have been seriously injured through no fault of your own or in a car or truck accident or at work, Cantor Injury Law will win you the most money possible. We never charge a fee unless you win. So you don't need any money to hire Cantor Injury Law and get the big bucks. I know these woods and I've hunted here before. So if your case is real, don't take a little dough. Get the big bucks. Get Cantor Injury Law. CantorInjuryLaw.com. 314-628-9999. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision. should not be based solely upon advertising. 545, well, the pressures of the spring planning season are just around the corner. You're already starting to get the bills. Oh, yeah, the rising cost. We are just talking about food costs. Well, seed costs up. Fertilizer up. Chemicals are up. And, yeah, you got to get that machine fixed to go and ready to uh, hit the field. And, yeah, those repair costs are up as well. Does that all sound familiar to you? You feeling overwhelmed or hopeless? Sitting at the breakfast table wondering if you can get through another season? Well, there is help. You can call or text the helpline. If you're a farmer or farm family member in need of some support, you can call the helpline today. You'll receive confidential support from experts who understand the pressure of grain and livestock farming, and there is no cost to call. Okay, you got your pencil? Write it down. 833-FARM-SOS. That's 833-FARM-SOS. Everyone needs someone to talk to, and as we said, if you're a farmer, our farm family member in need of some support, call the helpline today, 833-FARM-SOS, 833-327-6767. Brought to you by the Farm Family Resource Initiative in partnership with SIU Medicine. 2024 is really adding up this month at Renewal by Anderson. First, get 24% off all Renewal by Anderson energy-efficient windows and doors. The Fibrex windows that are two times stronger than vinyl and come in nine exterior colors. Then take advantage of zero down, zero interest, and zero payments for 24 months. That's serious savings in 2024. Only at Renewal by Anderson. For your free in-home consultation, call 1-877-WINDOWS or visit RBAS Your early morning wake-up call continues. Here's Farmer Dave Schumacher on the Big 550 KTRS. 547, well, we're talking about the price of food uh, cost uh, not seeming to go down. Our buddy Gary Crawford at the USDA files a report on what they see happening. The government's consumer price index for January food prices is out now, and the verdict for food shoppers... So overall, the CPI inflation report was not as positive for food as, as we've seen in recent months when there were price declines. Agriculture Department economist Megan Schweitzer tracks retail food prices for the U.S. Department of Agriculture, and she says this latest report did have some good news and a little bit of not-so-good news. The report says last month prices for some food items did go down, but the overall price index for all food at the grocery store went up. Megan says that food prices generally take a dip in December, which they did, and that did happen, paving the way for an increase in January. It is common for prices across the economy and also for food to increase in January. So we saw prices for food at home increase by 0.7% this month. But last January in 2023, we also saw 
food at home prices increased by 0.8%. So a very similar amount. Megan does say this January's increase was a little higher than had been expected. Now, Megan tracks prices for grocery store food, so-called food at home, and also food bought from restaurants and such. Here's what happened with those last month. Well, food at home prices increased by 0.7% in January, and they were 1.2% higher than January of 2023. Food away from home prices rose by 0.5% in January and were 5.1% higher than this time last year. But the really good news in all of those numbers there is that grocery store food prices are only a little over 1% higher than they were January one year ago. Now think back a couple of years when the food price inflation rate was well over 11%. So things are improving, and prices last month did come down for a few selected food categories. So from December to January, prices declined for meats and for fish, but increased for all other categories. Some of those foods went up significantly. We did see relatively large increases for a few categories. Fresh vegetables increased in price by 2.9%. Non-alcoholic beverages increased by 2.2%. And eggs increased by 1.8%. Now she's talking about price hikes for those products that happened in January. But there are products that we are actually paying less for now than we did a year ago, such as eggs, dairy products, fresh vegetables, and pork. Now, it may sound far-fetched, but Megan says there's a chance food prices overall in 2024 could average less than the year before. Last time that happened was in 2017, so a rare occurrence, but... It's not unprecedented. That's right, and would be very welcome indeed. Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Well, we'll wait and see. Will that come true where prices could actually go down? Zach, I saw something on Facebook the other day I thought was kind of cute. Uh, a farmer had uh, stacked up a bunch of them big bales wrapped in that white plastic, and, mm-hmm. he, and, he, and he put a letter on every one of the bales that says, without farming, you would be hungry, naked, and sober. <laughs> yeah, think about that. Yeah, think about that. Thank a farmer. Yeah, coming up on uh, National Ag uh, Week and National Ag Month. We're going to, here on the Big 550, we're going to pay tribute to the farmers for the entire month of March. How about that? Big 550 stepping up, and we are going to pay tribute to the farming community for the whole month of March. It is, what is it, 551. Let's head over to the weather desk. This report brought to you by our friends over at Viviano Heating and Air. What do you got, Zach? It is 43 degrees outside right now, sunny and 60 degrees today, partly cloudy overnight tonight with a low of 33 Cooling off a little bit tomorrow, it will be sunny, high of just 49 degrees and a low of 38 overnight on Saturday night. Warming up on Sunday in the beginning of next week, it's going to be 70 degrees on Sunday with an overnight low of 45 on Sunday night. Looking into next week, Monday, sunny with a high of 74 and a low of 60 degrees on Monday night. It's warming up even more on Tuesday. It's going to be partly sunny and windy, high of 78 degrees. There is a chance of some thunderstorms late Tuesday night as we head into Wednesday. Chance of rain throughout the day on Wednesday as well. Partly sunny by late afternoon, high of 55 degrees on Wednesday and a low of 29 on Wednesday night. And for Thursday, Sunny with a high of 51 degrees. That's the latest from the weather desk. I'm Zach Bining with the Big 550 KTRS. All right. Thanks, Zach. Looks like the weather's going to be dry, a little cooler for Saturday for the hay auction. Uh, expecting a big run with the weather being pretty good today. They'll move some hay today and tomorrow morning for the hay auction. Gets underway at 11 o'clock up at the Hamilton Hay Auction in Bethalto, Illinois. You can go to HamiltonHayAuction.com. 
and find out all the details. We'll be up there selling the sale on Saturday if you're in the market for some hay. Uh, as I said, I expect a pretty good run uh, this uh, week. Uh, Sean, 43 degrees here in rural Belleville. Sun up at 640 and sundown this afternoon at 546. Humidity is at 55%. Well, as we told you earlier in the show, our buddies over at Viviano Heating and Air, yeah, they got the trucks loaded. They got the toolbox ready to go. They are ready to get that furnace and air conditioner unit replaced if you need it. Why don't you give them a call? Maybe the one you got, maybe it's just running and running and running and it just doesn't turn off and you think something's got to be wrong. Well, maybe there is. Why don't you get Viviano to come out and take a look at it? They only operate on the Illinois side of the river. That's good news for us. They can take care of Don Viviano, been in business over 30 years, a big player in the community, supports a lot of organizations around town and around the metro area. And he says, man, we're in Belleville all the time. So give them a call. VivianoAir.com is the website. Great place to start. That's VivianoAir.com. We search the globe for the world's best furniture, and what I've found is some of the best quality is made right here in the USA. With superior construction, durable fabrics, and custom comfort options, Miller Furniture is proud to bring the largest selection of American-made furniture to the St. Louis area. Whether it's Smith Brothers in Burn, Indiana, or Oakwood Industries in Memphis, Missouri, our suppliers are family-owned and operated, too. You'll see a variety of styles in stock and custom order options at any of our three locations, including our newest showroom in Ellisville on Manchester Road. 2024 is really adding up this month at Renewal by Anderson. First, get 24% off all Renewal by Anderson energy-efficient windows and doors. The Fibrex windows that are two times stronger than vinyl and come in nine exterior colors. Then take advantage of zero down, zero interest, and zero payments for 24 months. That's serious savings in 2024. Only at Renewal by Anderson. For your free in-home consultation, call 1-877-WINDOWS or or visit rbastl.com. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. A blockbuster earnings report from chipmaker NVIDIA drove the major stock averages to record highs Thursday. The Dow Jones Industrial Average soared 457 points to close above 39,000 for the first time ever. The S&P 500 raced ahead more than 2%. The Nasdaq surged nearly 3%. With mortgage rates falling, home sales jumped in January. The National Association of Realtors says sales of previously owned homes were up more than 3% compared to December. That's despite near record high prices. The national median price now stands at $379,000. And AT&T blames the outage that hit its networks yesterday on a technical problem, not a cyber attack. The company says it was a software issue, blaming an error in some of its code being used to help expand the network. The outage lasted several hours and affected AT&T phone and Internet customers nationwide. Jim Ryan, ABC News. And it looks like the market's up about 41 points in the overnight trade. Yeah, that phone thing yesterday, Zach, how crazy was that? I know you had some issues. I didn't have any issues. So My nothing, phone, both. Yeah. I, <clears throat> unfortunately, I carry two of them. Mm. Uh, that's just so I can call the other one to find it. <laughs> uh, that's the only reason I carry two of them. Uh, one's the auction phone and one's my personal phone, but... <clears throat> Excuse me, but yeah, they were both down. And oh, uh, I, when I saw you, just had one of them down. Both well, of them. Well, one of them, yeah. By ten o'clock, when I was there at the station, one of them had come back to life, mm. but yet the other one was still down, which didn't make a whole lot of sense if they were. But yeah, that thing was like nationwide. I mean, and there had to be some people just. I mean, having a meltdown. I was only having a little meltdown, but I guess some people had. It must have been. 
I mean, you yeah. think about how much how much revolves around your phone. Um, I did know someone who was flying out of an airport yesterday, and lots, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people had no cell network, and they couldn't get their you know passports up to board the plane, yeah. and it was a nightmare at the airports. Apparently, oh, I can imagine, I can imagine. Well, it sounds like they got her fixed. Well, we are just about out of time. Five fifty-seven on this uh, Friday morning. Uh, check a look at the market, Jan. We're about three cents higher in the current trade. Uh, finally, a little bit of a life. We'll see if we can hold on through it through the day. March corn's at 409. That's up to three as well. September's at 442. And December up to three at 456. Over on the soybean trade, we're about two higher right down the board with March at 1150. November new crops at 1140, up five and three quarters. On the wheat trade, well, it doesn't know where it wants to go. It's been up and it's been down. Everybody kind of watching the weather. Uh, on these on the wheat trade, trying to decide where they want to go. So we'll keep an eye on those numbers. We'll have updates at 10 and 12. And with any luck at all, we'll all be back together Monday morning at 5 o'clock. Have a great weekend. I woke up yesterday morning to discover that your phone on AT&T's network didn't have a signal. Here's some good news and some bad. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by Incogni.com. Scrub your personal data from the web the easy way. Get 60% off at Incogni.com with code KIM60. The AT&T mobile network failed just after 3 Eastern time yesterday morning. The good news, it's restored. The bad news, no one's sure what happened. There was a gigantic solar flare on Monday, a sudden intense burst of radiation from our sun's surface. But the flare didn't cause this failure. And then there's always the possibility of a cyber attack, perhaps a test run for something bigger. But hopefully the disruption came from a seemingly insignificant programming error that spread across the network as it was updating at 3 a.m. Whatever the cause, our cellular networks are not resilient. They can and do fail suddenly, meaning they cannot be counted in an emergency. I'm giving away a $1,000 laptop, a PC or Mac, your choice. Enter to win at winfromkim.com.